Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. So, sitting back on the uh, the bus, back to uh, Stoke Station, after just coming out of the, uh, whatever it's called, 365 Stadium. Uh, fantastic win for the Lions. I have to say, a really ugly win. Um, but uh, I, I, I thought deserved in the end, because I thought uh, Rowett managed the game very, very well towards the end. Uh, I thought he put the subs on just at the right time. And... Um, we were kind of lucky to be playing a Stoke team who's had no confidence, but there were a few times in the first half when I thought they carved right through us, and I thought they might uh, do us, and I thought actually to be, in many ways 1-1 would have been quite a fair result, but uh, well played Millwall. I mean, this is a team that has got a glint in its eye. It's a team that actually looks like it might begin to uh, believe it can win. So, uh, a cracking afternoon in uh, a rather grim corner of England. Um, Come on, you lines uh, and uh, and uh, upwards and onwards from uh, Millwall halfway line, James Brewitt. Cheers, mate. Bye. Hi, it's Mr. Bye for now from Millwall Football Club, and you're listening to the world famous Acton Millwall. Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to Achtung Millwall. I don't know about you, but there is a real buzz around the den at the moment after that magnificent fighting 1-0 win up there at the romantically named Bet365 Stadium in Stoke. Joining us to talk about yesterday's game and the general Millwall um, state of play are two, well, a regular John Rankin. Welcome to the show, John. Hiya, Nick. Hiya, listeners. And a big welcome to John's son, Rufus. How are you doing, Rufus? How did you enjoy yesterday, mate? Did you have a good time? Yeah, it was um, a very tense match. And also, thanks for having me on. I'm very happy to come on to the podcast. And um, yesterday's match, it was not the best of performances. It was very tense. But um, it was a job that we got done and managed yeah. to get the result, which is all that matters, really, getting the results, picking up the points. Absolutely. I mean, listeners will know that I, I had a bit of a, a dicky heart a couple of years ago. And I can't do too many of these games, John. Watching that kind of um, yeah, one nil lead for for uh, what is it? Practically eighty two minutes whilst we defended manfully. I mean, it was a magnificent defensive performance yesterday. Um, how was it in the stadium? It, it, it was tense watching it on the screen. It must have been ten times worse being in the ground, mate. How did you find it? Awful, absolutely awful. <laughs> <laughs> it was, you know, it was kind of. We've got a friend down here. And uh, yeah. he plays he plays for the local club down here in the under-23s and he's made a few appearances in the first team. And his dad, who is a lifelong Mill supporter, can't go. 
because he's he's genuinely worried. He tells me about having a pumper attack, you know, and I kind of no feeling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, mate. Yeah, um, but um, I am um, personally. I remained. I mean, I joined in with a monk chant and and you know and lended my strained uh, uh, vocals to the to the crowd. But generally, I remained very quiet and very focused yeah. on their goal um, and just was, was silently praying. And I can't believe that we came away with a victory. But I can, you know, I can't believe and I can because the best side won on the day and we were better than them. Well, whoever you were praying to, mate, it worked. Um, I, was I, mean, to Bar- I was praying to Barry Kitchener, George Petchy, <laughs> and, um, and someone else from uh, and Harry Cripps. <laughs> like the, Holy, the Holy Trinity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. Well, wonderful stuff. I mean, Rufus, that was I mean, a weakened squad. I mean, we, we say this every game now. The squad seems to get... One peels away with each game. No, no. Watmore um, yesterday, obviously. Duncan Watmore was um, apparently injured in in um, I don't know, in training or in the previous match. And Burke, I th- it was talked about, was uh, ill on the in the week for the midweek game. Was still ill yesterday. So no Duncan Watmore, no Ollie Burke. Um, it felt. I, mean, I must admit, when I saw the starting level, I thought, well, that's that's okay. But look at the bench. I mean, it starts to feel a bit creaky, mate, at a certain point. But it was just wonderful. Steel to defend that lead for 82 minutes against not not brilliant Stoke side, but you know they they weren't bad, and we 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 clung on for grim death. It was it was magnificent. These, these must these are wonderful days, Rufus. Enjoy them, mate, while you can. These are these are the days, golden days for you at the moment. Yeah, I'm really enjoying them at the moment. It's very up and down though. If you look back on like games like Coventry, we have blips like that. It's very sort of up and down. But yeah, I'm enjoying it at the moment with where we are on the table and um, how we're performing and stuff like getting the results and that. Just want to go back to what you said about the subs bench you know, looking very weak. I will agree with that. He's starting to look quite weak now. And um, the thing I noticed yesterday was that we signed Watmore and Burke, two wingers, and yet they both couldn't play, and we had to play them. Um, two people on the wings who are, are natural to that position. Like George Honeyman had a yeah. good game, but like they're not their preferred positions, Honeyman and Vogie. So like it, the injuries are starting to like yeah. really show now and especially at this time of season. But I think the biggest um, miss we've got is Billy Mitchell because um, the midfield just does not look the same without him. Like still does well, but there's not that extra bit of strength in the midfield without Billy Mitchell in there. So now I'm starting to, come up to us injuries that's the only that's one of the worries I've got going into like the rest of the season is whether the injuries will affect us trying to get top six or not but yeah just need to try and pick up some more of the under-21s because um, they're doing very well in there at the moment so I'm, I'm all for giving like the youngsters a go like give them a chance in that yeah no I mean I, I agree I mean he is a big miss Billy at the moment um, Shackleton I thought did okay yesterday Honeyman was a contender for man of the match I suppose John the only Real game in town is, is Ian Fleming. He was getting praised to high heaven on uh, the London News Online, South London Press, as it used to be. Um, Gary Rowett talking to uh, their journalists, saying now he's going to be a Premier League footballer at some point, hopefully with us, um, if not with somebody else. Like, he is a quality, quality player. I was trying to think of a comparable player from the past, John, and 
in terms of game impacts, I'm, 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 the one that sprang to my mind was Alex Ray, but it's he's in a very select bandsy, and in terms of his ability to uh, take a, 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 a situation and grab it by the you know by the scruff of the neck, that goal was top quality when you watch it uh, play back again. And we haven't had many players like that over the years, have we? That at that level, mate. We haven't. Um, I mean, you mentioned Alex Ray, who could do that kind of thing. Tim Cahill. Uh, there was a Paul mm-hmm. Ifield, that kid there, but I don't think he was quite up at that level. Um, no. I'm going to go back further. You're going to go back to um, the days of, you know, Teddy and uh, uh, Teddy Sheridan and, uh, and Cass. And Cass, and you Cass. You, you're going to work yeah. that because I can't yeah. emphasise enough the quality of that goal. Zian Fleming, uh, what happened was it was out on the left very early. George Saville did a lovely sort of sliding tackle. Vogie got the ball, and I know he's had a lot of detractors. Yes, and it he had a mare yesterday, but yes, you're right. He yeah. got the yeah. ball, yeah. passed it, beautifully weighted pass. And the good thing about Vogie's pass was, it's these little margins that matter. It was just in front of Zian Fleming, so he could run onto it. Yeah, And the guy picked the ball yeah. up five yards inside their half, you got Phil Jagiecki, yeah. who is no mug in that central defence. No. And he no. surged right down the middle through a little dummy yeah. and had the presence of mind just yeah. to side foot it. You know, a very fine margin. The goalie, they said, have a go at George Long. Well, what was their goalie doing? Because to be beaten like that with a side foot from outside the box, that shows you the quality of Zian Fleming's finish. And I'm telling you now, take it, take it from an old mug, right? That boy is top class, <laughs> top class. And I said when he came that we could build a team around him, and you know that's yeah. what we're doing. And why not? You do build teams around your quality players, and he's from the top draw. He really is. So that's my thoughts on it. Brilliant. Absolutely. I just want to um, give a shout out to Bill Slack, who's he's, um, become a regular um, voicemail contributor recently. Listeners, he says he's not going to contribute a, a voicemail today. He doesn't want to overexpose himself. Um, but he does tell me, he sent me a, a sequence of messages, which does relate to Zian here, uh, Rufus. He says, um, Nick, I'm sure you've noticed this, but Zian touched the ball four times before he shoots. The last touch of the ball is 40 yards out. He shoots on 18 yards. So he's got 12 yards between his last touch of the ball and then he shoots. He's fainting, shielding, three players around him, and he gets to the edge of the box without actually touching the football. Um, so, as he says, it's astonishing, and I think that is I think that is right. It's, it's skill um, at a level where you start to think the very best Millwall midfielders that have ever been, and, and uh, John's named a couple there. I mean, I'm a I'm a huge fan of Zian Fleming. How does he strike you, Rufus? I mean, you know, you're you're of a younger generation, mate. Is, does he look like the real deal to you from from your perspective? He does look like the real deal, if I'm honest. Um, there is definitely quality in there, and um, it just shows you how much good scouts we've got to be able to scout him from the Netherlands and get him for so cheap for 1.7 million, yeah. and to think in the future, yeah, like. It'll be worth about 20 million, I'd say, 20, 25 million, pushing it a bit. But um, there is real quality in it. And um, I do not see why not he will not be, he'll definitely be um, a Premier League player one day because he's got that quality about him. And Absolutely. He's still developing. Yeah. Like, 
he's not to lose full potential. Yeah, yet. no, he shows real, real, real vision. Um, I mean, the praise is being heaped on him online. Um, I, I want to mention Shackleton yesterday. I mean, I, I thought that he's, you know, you've, you've already touched on it, Rufus, with the the loss of Billy Mitch. Um, to come in, he's fairly big shoes to fill. He hasn't been a regular pick, Shackleton, for the bulk of the season. Um, but he's come in. It wasn't his best game yesterday, but it was. I thought he, you know, on the on the back of um, two huge performances against uh, Sheffield and then then Burnley, which is only you know Sheffield was only seven days ago. It seems like a, an eternity that the rate that we're moving at, at the moment. Um, I thought he did okay yesterday, uh, uh, Jamie Shackleton. How did you see him? I thought he did all right actually, and um, as you said, that um, some games he does well and some games he doesn't do as well because um, he hasn't really been a regular in the first team, but. Um, now this is his golden chance to like really get himself into that first team more often. Now that Billy Mitchell is injured, and yeah. I do think Jamie Shackleton has got some good quality about him. Like he's a good midfielder and that, and he's also a good right back. Like for example, if Danny Mack got injured, like you can just put Shackleton in there. So I think he's a very handy player in the squad to um have just to, like fill in those positions. Like if players get injured and stuff, and I do think he's good Shackleton, and um, I quite like him. I'd, I'd agree with that, Nick. I'd agree with that. It's gonna, it's gonna be players like Jamie Shackleton, Ryan Leonard, um, even Vogie. Savile, George Savile, John, yesterday as well. It's gonna be these type of versatile players, like utility type yeah. players, who are gonna be the difference between us finishing in the playoffs and not. I really do think that because you know you've got your you got your fantastic players at the moment, and we all know who they are. But then you, excuse me, you've got the other utility type players who can just make that difference. They're the they're the links in the chain. You know they really are. And I, I think Jamie. I've always liked Jamie Shackleton. He subbed for Danny Mac at right back uh, beginning of the season. Yeah, and I think Danny had a bit of an injury yeah. uh, knock or something, and he did ever so well. Really, yeah. really good. I mean, the other players we're missing, I think, I think Callum Styles would have really done well in that Burnley game. Um, so, yeah, real shame yeah, he's out. I'm yeah. a big fan of, of his. Yeah. Um, and obviously, Billy Mitchell. Billy Mitchell is something special. And I think the ability he's got to break up their play and then and, and turn the, the game round, pick it up, um, win a ball, and then get us back in possession is, is gold dust, you know. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, I want to mention Jules Savile. It was his tackle, I think. He, he went in for a tackle that won the ball that began the move that let Zian uh, score that crucial goal on eight minutes yesterday. So, um, shout out to Jules Savile. I want to mention the defence, Rufus, as well. That, that so I can't remember it was who posted. It might have been Tony Monday on, on Twitter about the mental strength to defend like they did yesterday for 82 minutes, basically. Um, under the cosh, I mean, we were under a lot of pressure there. I mean, as, as we've, we've said at the start of the conversation, we really were um, holding on for grim death at times. Um, it takes a lot of mental strength on the back of a huge week. It's not like we've been playing mugs, uh, you know, just a few days ago. We're playing the best team in the in the division on, on uh, Tuesday night. So to cling on like that for ni- uh, not, not far short of 90 minutes, I think it's a massive tribute to... Murray Wallace, Charlie Cresswell, Jake Cooper, and Danny Mack because um, that was that was huge. I mean, it was it was it was tight watching the game at home. It must have been really really tense in the stadium, mate. It was very um, tense, especially because of all the pressure Stoke put us under. Like, I know Stoke they were not the best with like 
shot like taking their shots and stuff. But um, one thing they did have was a lot of possession, and they could pass the ball about quite a bit. Stoke and um, they had like nine corners, something like that. So it does show they were trying. Yeah. But it was we just yeah. had to keep soaking up the pressure they were putting us under. And I thought Jay Cooper and Charlie Cresswell handled handled that amazingly. Some of the tackles they were putting in the net. I just want to give a mention to Cresswell that I think has come on leaps and bounds since he's come back into the team to replace Hutchinson. I know at the start of the season, Cresswell like, wasn't so good and wasn't getting played yeah. much, but um, he's really improved now. and um, I'm very happy with how the defence is working at the moment, especially now that we've got Hutch back as well, just to add that bit more of a layer of security on the defence. So I'm, I'm very relaxed with the defence at the moment. Yeah, 72%. Possession, Rufus Stoke had on the, that was over the whole night. There were times when it felt bigger than that in, in moments in the game. 72%, Mill 28%, obviously. Um, one shot on target for us, which was the one that went in the net through Zena Fleming. I mean, it, it, I, I, I thought for all their possession and for all their... Um, that, like a few teams, when we played um, even Burnley, I think, the other night, um, they had a lot of possession, John, but they, they weren't... Long wasn't called upon to do much. And I think that I mean, it comes back to the same point about the defence. It's one thing to have loads of possession, but if you're not producing that many goal-mouth chances, it's it's a bit of a so what at a certain stage. Although, if you'd asked me that round about half past four yesterday, I'd give my right arm for a little bit more mill possession just to take the pressure off. But they didn't do much with it, did they, over the, over the game, Stoke City? No, they didn't. But it's a, da- it's a dangerous way to play football, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of my questions, one of the questions I've posed myself on our note, my notes is how long can we keep this going? Because it's the very same point you're making there. Because it, it, we're on the edge. We were on the edge yesterday. I don't know how long you can stay on the edge before you fall over it. And especially with a squad that's starting to show show it's uh, you know it's getting creaky with injuries and whatnot. It was great to see Sean Hutchison come back, even for a few minutes yesterday. It's great to see him back in in amongst the squad. It was marvellous. I mean, he, he's our best player, really. I know it's hard to choose a best player, but for me, he, he's the best Millwall player um, for, for lots of reasons, not just his, his footballing, you know. Um, yeah. So he would be the first sort of uh, person I put on the team sheet. Our outstanding player is Zian Fleming, obviously. But just going yeah. back to the possession type football, um, if... I mean, the same thing happened at Coventry, but we didn't score a goal and we just soaked up, you know, and in the end, uh, we had to relent because they had that Guicarez. Yeah, who took his chance. Yeah, 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 he got himself half a yard on Cresswell and the ball was in the back of the net. Stoke didn't have that type of player yesterday. Um, So, I don't know. I mean... Gary Rowett knows what he's doing. I mean, we all sang there's only one Gary Rowett afterwards. So he's obviously... Yeah, that's a new song. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know, and he thought, well, if we if we clinch a goal, then we can hang on to it. And he got it right. He got it right because there was a few times where the ball bubbled around in the in our box. And I thought, oh, here we go. Wait for the home support to go up in here. And, yeah. and, you know, and it could have done. Um, but generally speaking... They were passing it around, trying to get round us. We had five at the back, and then they were taking some long shots, you know, and going nowhere. You can live with that all day. But we do need that Tyler Bury or Duncan Watmore or Ollie Burke. You know, we do need that explosive outlet 
who can take the pressure off and um, and take us forward, you know, meaningfully, I think. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Yeah, no, I'd agree. I mean, up front, uh, Rufus, Tom Bradshaw, yesterday, uh, again, back straight back after missing a game for mostly until the crucial moment against Burnley, but he was out for most of the game, apparently injured, but um, good enough to, to start yesterday. One of the things I did notice, um, I suppose, is a consequence of uh, massive game upon massive game very quickly is that players get tired. And that's where you start to, um, I mean, one of my notes to myself is self, self-inflicted self errors. I mean, there was a, we dodged a bullet. There was an offside goal um, about a quarter of an hour into the game. Um, I think it fell to uh, Marcus Gale, is it? Um, it fell, in, fell in, in front of him, but he was offside, thankfully. Um, but that was started with an error from, from Shackleton. Um, and I think that's a problem because the, the more tired you get, the more you start to make mistakes and errors. And I think that's, that's the only thing that's nagging at me at the moment, Rufus, is the fact that we've got a stretch squad. I mean, they're gonna be, we're playing again on Tuesday night, another big game at Luton. We're going to get tired, aren't we? I mean, the, the, the exhaustion levels will, will be very close to the surface very quickly. Yeah, that's the thing as well. Like this, this time of season, it's always the hardest part of the season. February sort of time is always going to be the hardest yeah. part of the season because there's so many fixtures to play in them. I mean, the most crucial thing we've got to keep doing is keeping players fit. I know we're losing quite a few players, but um, we have to try and keep players fit. Like another thing we're missing is like being able to bring on substitutes. And as you mentioned earlier, the substitutes bench was looking quite weak, and that's um starting to become a bit of an issue as well because you're not going to be able to take as many players off to put others on the same quality on. So um, no, that's also why seventy-four I minutes about... we made our first subs yesterday. Mm. Seventy-four minutes, I must admit. Um, I was kind of silently screaming at my my laptop to to row it to make some subs because we were looking under the cosh and I thought well we, we must start to think soon about substitutions but um, I don't know what he's like as a poker player but he certainly keeps his nerve very very well because um, you know sixteen minutes to go he brought on Hutchinson and and, and Leonard for Vogie and Shackleton but I'll probably, <laughs> I was thinking about sixty minutes onwards we might start to see some changes soon because we were just looking. 
a little bit on the rack at times there, but he's he keeps his nerve well, doesn't he, Rowett? Hence the song, the only one Gary Rowett. Um, it's a step forwards. I mean, it's not not long ago they were singing a different song about him, weren't they? About um, about the quality of his football. So certainly been a journey for him this season, John Gary Rowett. Well, that was a nice moment for him and for us actually to be able to sing yeah. that. And one thing I have noticed about Gary Rowett is. To my mind, if you look at him from last season, he's starting to engage a lot more with us. He is. Especially yeah. the away fans. You know, he's not doing a horrendous Jurgen Klopp or that other idiot who, what's his name, Nathan <laughs> Jones, and he used to, you know, that's nonsense. <laughs> but he, just, he walks down, claps his hands, gives a little, you know, nice, yeah. subtle sort of calm on lads, like, you know, and, and that means a lot to us. It means a hell of a lot. Because you know we've got as as you know we have to it's not it's not cheap it's not inexpensive no. to go on the way days and it's also, a big lug you know, yeah. and all that it's it's an effort yeah and yeah. that means a hell of a lot and 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 more power to him for doing it you know um so so that's great that really is good I must admit something seems to have switched. Um, and I don't know whether he was, um, you know, I mean, the, the reputation of Mill precedes it, John, doesn't it? Um, and, you know, he arrived in 2019, but it might have taken him a while to actually get with, he's had the COVID break to uh, contend with. So, you know, it's not been an easy time, but I think I think the connection seems to have increased as this season's progressed. I, 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 you know, particularly I noticed it at, at QPR when it came to the, the away supporters at QPR and was joining in the celebration. I thought, wow, that's that's that seemed like a big yeah. moment to me. It seemed like um I don't know, a switch had flipped in, in inside his head somehow. It's great to see it. It, does, what... it feels like that, doesn't it? It really does. Um we're up for it. I mean, when we went to um Huddersfield away, yeah. that was as flat as a pancake and we lost yeah. nil one. But yeah. you know Watford, the uh, Watford away and QPR away. That's old school away days. That is, and uh, you know, yeah, there was a funny moment going up to the game. We got off the coach at Norton Keynes, and there was a couple of young lads our lot, and all mm. of a sudden a Manchester City coach came in, and the um, there was somebody a young mob got off, and they were going fuck Millwall, fuck Millwall. <laughs> so a few of us older legs. Walked over and went, everything all right here, lads? And they went, oh, yeah, no, it's all right, mate, it's all right. And, you know, there's that, oh, Millwall, yeah, we love Millwall, yeah, fuck off. So there's that old solidarity coming back where we stand together, you know, we stand together, we love Absolutely. And, uh, you know, we're a force to be reckoned with, mate, team and away day support. The Premier League offices must be quaking in their boots at the, at the site at the league table at the moment. Fifth in the in the table, um, we've got a big game tomorrow. Uh, not tomorrow, uh, Tuesday night at Luton Town. Um, and if we can get points from that, then we start to move. I mean, Norwich City are in seventh on fifty-two. Otherwise, there's now a three-point gap down to Watford in eighth. So we start to get the potential for breaking away from. The chasing pack. I mean, ifs and buts and all the rest of it, but some big opportunities. I mean, we say it every week now, Rufus, but it's a big week in front of us. We've got Luton Tuesday night, and then Norwich next Saturday at the Den. Um, six huge points. I mean, that that the the chance to start to move, put some clear blue water between us and the likes of um, Watford, Sunderland in the chasing pack, West Brom, even to some level. 
massive, massive week in front of us, mate. You're looking forward to it? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm looking forward to getting to Luton on Tuesday night. Um, another ground to tick off for me. And um, as you said then, chance to break away. This is something that yeah. different to what we had last season because last season we were just chasing, chasing and chasing to be able to get those points for along on other teams. But this season we want to be able to... Um, get secure in that top six and be in that top six for the last day of the season. And um, this is um, an opportunity for us to really pick up some more points. And um controversial one, but I'll, I'll happily take a point at Luton and at, on Tuesday night and then beat them when they come to the den. But Because um, Luton's going to be a very difficult game, especially because um, some of the quality they've got and um, their recent results and they're on the same points as us, but we're just high because of goal difference. So um, it's a massive, massive game for both teams. So, um, I'll happily take a draw Tuesday night, then on to Saturday, which yeah. will be a bit, um, will be another difficult game, but um, just got to keep picking up those points. Absolutely. I mean, Luton is probably, they are probably the closest club to us in that in that pack, really, John. I mean, when you look at the likes of our opponents here, Borough, Blackburn to some level, uh, Norwich, Watford, all ex Sunderland, ex-Premier League, West Brom, ex-Premier League sides in their time. Um, Luton are about the only team that can really <laughs> match Millwall in terms of not being of that um, of that genre. You know, we, 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 they're both um, us and uh, Luton and, and ourselves both have kind of come from the lower leagues and are hungry for success. Um, I, th- I think I think a point that Luton will be a big achievement on on, on uh, Kenilworth Road on Tuesday night, don't you, mate? Yeah, I do. Uh, I agree with what Rufus said there. I think there's. There's, there's, to my mind, there's only room for Millwall or Luton in the playoffs. Mm. And I can't see, it's either going to be us or them. I think I, I would regard us as a better club than, than Luton. Although oh, yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, we're more of an established, uh, I'm going back to the old days now, Nick, you know, third division, second division club. Um, well, we're world, re- world renowned, John. We're world. Well- <laughs> and round the glass. That's what makes me laugh. When, when these supporters say, Who are you? Who are you? I think, yeah, everyone knows who we are, mate. Don't everyone you knows that. Who are you? Fucking um, Yeah. Now then, uh, what was you saying? Yeah. Um, the only thing I was going to add to what Rufus said there was this this season, it's in our hands. That's the difference. It's, it, it is. Know, it's our opportunity. Yeah. Last yeah. season, um, we were dependent on other clubs doing certain things. You know, if Birmingham or if Bournemouth do this and blah, 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 blah. Look, listen, it's up to us. This is our opportunity. So we live or die by our own efforts, which is all you can ask for. You know, you don't want no more than that. We, we've got a chance, but it's our chance. No, absolutely. We've got a committed group of players. I was fascinated. I've just been reading. Um, I, I'm multitasking here, listeners. Whilst John's talking, I'm also reading a Ian Fleming article on, on the London Many News. Many people do that, Nick. Many people do that. <laughs> no. <When> I'm talking. <laughs> I, I was listening. Um, but anyway, there, was, there, was, there was a fascinating, fascinating, and I, I wonder what was going on at, at half time. You mightn't have seen this, Rufus, but there was uh, Gary Rowett and Zian Fleming were deep in conversation as they left the field at half time and um, the journalist has asked Gary Rowett about what that was about and um, 
Rowett was explaining, he was talking, I think Zian Fleming is a thinker about football and he was, he was talking about the way the game was panning out, what he wanted to see, you know, it's like a conversation about tactical um, moves for the second half and Rowett was explaining what might, we might do if, I suppose, if they equalise or, or whatever comes in the second half. And I found that quite interesting because I do think that the current squad, they must believe it's close enough to touch themselves, but they're also, especially with Zian, they're an intelligent group of players. They they're, they're working within their limitations, and that's that's a huge huge um, thing to to take forwards here. And I was just really interested to see him in, in such deep conversation with with Gary Rowett. For a, a newcomer to the squad, he's you know he's, he's come in from Dutch football. He's really adapted well to the to the game, and he's, he's clearly got his ideas, as the Dutch often do. They've often got their own opinions, and it's. Great to see him engaging with a manager in that way. It's great to see, and um, it's great to see how he's adapted from that Dutch football over to um, English football. And um, as I said earlier, he's coming on very well. And um, say back then, the players are showing a lot of courage. There is a lot of courage and determination in the squad at the moment because of where we are. And I think the players are like really motivated to like give this go and that. And um, I think you've got to give some of that to Gary Rowett for where he's got us in the table. I know some of the foot tactics sometimes aren't the best he uses or stuff like that with substitutions for example but um you gotta praise Gary Rapp for always put us in the table and um you gotta praise the players as well like for where we actually are on the table and like for what sort of club we are to get into those playoff positions it's a big thing it's a very big thing and um I was referring back to him last season we did not touch the playoff positions once last season we never got in the top no, six. No, we, we hinted a little, but we never got close, no. Yeah. I think going, if I just come in, Nick, going back to your point about tiredness, Yeah. Um, I think it's more a mental thing. I really do. Um, I think this time the players believe in their chance and that's what's showing. You can see it on their faces. I mean, George Honeyman yesterday was just the bionic man. You know, he really was. And he came down close to where we were, chasing uh, what looked like a lost cause. And, it, and he, he, he got it and he crossed it into the box and Brad has nearly scored. And the effort yeah. on his face, he was straining every last ounce of, 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 of you know, physical effort out of himself. And I'm convinced we can do it. I really am. I'm convinced that we can do it. And as I say, it's in our own grasp. Absolutely. There was wonderful. Um, I don't know. I'd love to know, um, George Honeyman, if you're listening to this show, I'd love to know what lies behind that little bit of uh, angst that you had going with Gail because there was a, the kickoff was delayed whilst they were argy barging on the halfway line. There was a few moments um, during the course of the game where they clearly had a bit of a, I don't know, a bit of a beef with each other, as the kids say. So I'd love to know more about that if there's, if there's any real kind of, um, you know, uh, hangover from the past or something. I don't know, but that was that was good to see as well. I, I mean, man of the match for me, and I'm going to choose Honeyman. What about you, John? Who would you go for your man of the match? I would uh, go for yesterday? George Honeyman, uh, purely because, oh, yeah, yeah I, I'd agree with you entirely. If you were there, you'd have seen that he was definitely man of the match in those circumstances. I mean, we had moments of brilliance from Zian Fleming and everyone played well, but... George Honeyman epitomised it. And I, I I knew he was going to be a good player from us. I was watching him at Hull last year and I thought he could be a good Millwall player. And he had a sort of, yeah. you know, he had a bit of a, uh, a slow start, but 
he's going to be a key player for us. He really is. Absolutely. Rufus, man of the match from yesterday, mate. Who would you choose? I'm going to choose George Honeyman as well because um, I just thought some of the tackles he puts in and the work rate he has is terrific. And um, as um, Dad said, um, it was going to be a good signing. Like I was absolutely buzzing when we got him from Hull and um, I just knew that he was going to be a Mill type of player, a player who can tackle and win the ball and um, do stuff with it. And he has scored goals as well, like Coventry and that, then Sutherland with that disallowed goal. But he comes in for quite a bit of criticism and I honestly don't see why he gets the criticism. Like, I know it's not his preferred position, preferred position playing on as right winger, but um, you got to praise him for actually trying to play there, and it just shows that um, he's a great player to have when he's willing to play in positions where he's not really used to. With that choice there, Rufus Honeyman over Zian Fleming, you've confirmed your status as a proper Millwall supporter. You've you've put work rate, <laughs> industry, commitment over intelligence and flair. <laughs> Welcome, welcome to Millwall. You are confirmed as a Millwall fan. Good choice. I, I, I can't, I can't disagree with you there. I picked out a few tweets from yesterday just to finish off uh, our call today. Um, we've already mentioned Tony. I'm going to mention you again, Tony. Um, Tony's talking about the achievements here of Gary Rowett. And that position at the moment, fifth, as, as we recall. Uh, Tony says he's been going since about 1974, so he's the same vintage as you and I, John. Um, these last few seasons have been one of our golden periods. I think you're talking in terms of league finishes. I mean, to, to consistently be finishing, um, I think, in the top 10, shall we? I, I can't remember the exact finishes in the last few seasons. Um, it, comparing it with the past, where that to, to finish at these levels or to be, you know, to be fighting at this kind of point in the table was a very rare event I mean I think I, I mentioned an article the other day John where I was, I was talking about Mill's best ever league finishes and if you exclude the two seasons in the the top flight in the late 80s there have only been a very few seasons where we finished anywhere close to the top 10 of the second division I mean it doesn't just doesn't happen very often for the most part in our history we've been a third division second division shuttle club hovering between the two we don't often finish up anywhere close to the top six, do we? I mean, it's to keep consistently delivering that, I think it's a tribute to Gary Rowett and, and, and the job that he's doing at the Den. A few others have made the same point here. Matt Nash is saying um, the job that Gary Rowett is doing goes massively under the radar in the football world. Um, I think it's, you know, it, 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 we, we, we wait to see where we're going to finish this season, but it is a massive achievement in mere war history terms to, to be in, in this position so late in the season. Well, I agree. And, you know, we're both, you, you you were going to Millwall slightly before I was, but we're both, what's in our DNA is mm. we're in the second division or championship as it is now. Right, let's avoid relegation. That that, yeah. that was our that was our ambition, staying yeah. in the second division or the championship. And, you know, okay, we've got a couple of seasons, you know, we've dropped, we'll get back up. That was Millwall and that's been Millwall forever. I've got to say, it was always, we're always what my old dad used to call third division South, third division South. That that was our, yeah. you know, oh, we had a yeah. little run in the second division. There was the 71, 72, um, you know, chance where we ran it close. And then of course, George Graham resurrected things and ushered in, you know, John Docker, who took us up with Teddy yeah. and yeah. Tony, you know, 
Um, and then we obviously had the FA Cup and the not few blips in the 90s where we did well and stuff like that, you know, in the recent era. But this, this is fantastic stuff for, for Millwall. And, and all credit to Gary Rowett for what he's getting out of these players, you know. He's really, uh, he's, they're, they're playing for him and they're playing for us. But most of all, they're playing for themselves, you know. Absolutely. Um, that, that, that's what they're doing. And I just want to shout out for Vogel Slammer, right? Now, he's coming in for a lot of stick. You know, I, I, I think George Long should be in goal for Millwall. And the reason yeah. for that is not his distribution um, or anything else. It's purely because he takes the pressure off the defenders. The defenders can pass back to George Long with confidence. Yeah. That'd be my main yeah, reason yeah. to put him in there. Yeah. Right? It's just, you know, his shot stopping is not as good as Bart. Bart is an old school, like Peter Benetti type goalkeeper. Um, goalkeeper first and footballer second. Yeah. 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 But, but, but George Long is absolutely crucial. He's going to, you know, that, that goal that Chef Yu scored from the free kick, he should have saved that. But overall, we're better off with George Long. And also, Vogue is coming in for a lot of unfair criticism. This guy is a centre-forward who is a bit like Benekophobic. He runs off the last defender, right? Mm. He's been a, he's been in a position lots of times this season to run onto a ball and score a goal. And he hasn't, you know, Tyler Bury uh, didn't pass to him twice. I think Zian could have passed to him when he took that long shot against um, Burnley, or was it, yeah, yeah you know, trying yeah, to chip yeah. the goalie. When Vogue's played in his natural position, he's there waiting to go and score. He's only played yeah. there about two or three times. He's working his nuts off and he's contributing. He's making a positive impact. He's assisted two goals against Sheffield United, one from the left and one from the right. What more do you need? And, you know, the old yeah. Millwall boot boys... They got. They they got. Have a long hard think about what's motivating them. Get behind the players now. Start appreciating what we got. I'd I'd been you know I'd been the worst of it. I used to have a real bugbear for Scott Malone, but that, that's all got to stop now. We've got to get hundred percent behind every player, and, and we'll do it. Well, I second that. That's that's well said, John. Um, just one final final tweet. I just want to give a shout out to Steve Evans who comes on our show from. Time to time, he's got his, his daughter Chloe that goes with him. She every time Chloe goes, listeners, he posts it on online. Steve Evans, every time Chloe goes, we win. And 13 months unbeaten, he's, he's got a picture of Chloe. Um, I don't think you're really drinking that bottle of Budweiser you've got in the photo there, Chloe, because you're not old enough, darling. But um, keep going because we need your good luck charm. <laughs> <laughs> Huge thank you to Jordan Rufus. Thank you, boys. Thanks for coming on the show, taking time out your Sunday. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me on, Nick. Yeah, thanks for having us both on, Nick. We love it, mate. Good stuff, John. Thanks for your time, boys. Thank you to you too, dear listeners, for tuning in. Um, on to Luton Tuesday night, another huge match, and another huge week ahead with Norwich looming next Saturday. Until then, from uh, John Rufus and myself. It's Arriva Dirty Millwall and bye for now. Achtung, Millwall. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.